Hey, thanks for listening to the UDR cast. If you appreciate the kind of in-depth conversation and insight into recovery, make sure to sign up as a member. Most of our members pitch in 5 or 10 bucks a month, the price of a few coffees. To make this happen, you can sign up at the website at billward.life. The UDR cast is not affiliated and does not represent any 12-step fellowship. I, Bill Ward, the host of the UDR cast, will be sharing my experience and my journey of recovery. That does include, but is not limited to, the literature contained in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous and the 12 Steps. Our guests will be sharing their own path to recovery and what has worked for them. The UDR cast encourages and supports all paths to recovery. Welcome everybody to the UDR cast. UDR stands for Uncover, Discover and Recover. My name is Bill Ward and I'm coming to you from the recovery capital of Canada, Calgary, Alberta. Here we are going to discuss everything recovery, different perspectives, different experiences, both with the people I know and with others from around the world. If you resonate with anything you've heard on this episode today, we ask that you share it with anyone who you think may benefit from it. If you have any questions or comments, please find us at billward.life and send us a message in the info section. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. If you are interested in more recovery content, you can find the buttons for the YouTube channel and other social media outlets on the homepage, and you will be redirected to those platforms. We can recover. One person, one family, one community at a time. Uh, Bill Alcoholic Addict. As we, as I went through my first set of steps, didn't really understand the purpose of everything that I was doing, but it was broken enough to just kind of accept whatever my sponsor had directed me to and guided me to within the book. Wasn't really sold on the idea that the book or the program was actually going to work for me. But the good part about it was I had burnt every other area of trying to get sobered down that I didn't really have a choice. So I, my only choice was to follow this path. And I don't even know if I you know, really wanted to follow the path, but there was something about my sponsor. I met him at a speaker meeting, heard his story. You know, I, I could hear the depth and weight that he shared. You know, he has had the same difficulty as me. And when I say that, I mean like, yeah, he had a drinking and drug problem like I did and had a solution to it. But more so than that, I related to like his anger, his self-pity, his resentments and the reasons why he picked up the drink every time. So I really related to the feelings and emotions that he was displaying in the speaker meeting. And then when I finally got enough courage to ask him and honestly like I was scared shitless to ask this gentleman to sponsor me probably the most scariest thing I did in my life was ask that guy in a vulnerable way to help me and I had done a lot of scary things in my life but that by far was probably the scariest thing that I had ever done was talk to this gentleman and ask him to sponsor me and Without hesitation, he said, yeah, right? And I ended up meeting him every Wednesday, and we went through the book. And I finally got to that step four piece, 
And it was kind of cool because I realized that I wasn't just a piece of shit. I wasn't just angry for no reason. I wasn't picking up crack and alcohol for no reason. There was a reason why I was doing these things and I was getting down to the causes and conditions. You know, a business which takes no regular inventory usually goes broke. I had never taken inventory. Whatever inventory I took on myself was typically based in self-delusion and lies because I had to tell myself a lie to look myself in the mirror because I had to live with myself, right? But when I really got down to brass taxes with my sponsor and I looked at the facts, a lot of those facts I did not like. But he had shared his experience in laying down the facts and, you know, pen to paper. And then we faced the facts. A lot of those facts that I was facing was humiliating. It was painful. And that's part of it, right? We talk about humility in this program. And humility, in my opinion, is three levels. It's humiliation, humble through pain, and a desire to seek and do God's will. And in order to get to that third level, you have to go through the first two levels. So, and then when I was kind of keep moving on through that process, you know, I had to discover the truth about stock and trade. What was the truth about the stock within me that I'm trading with other people? Am I trading self-pity to get some kind of validation out of you? Am I trading my anger so I can control the situation and feel superior and have, you know, self-righteous anger where I'm fucking right and you're fucking wrong? Or am I manipulating a situation to draw money? Am I manipulating a situation to get laid? What am I doing? What's the stock in me that I'm trading? And typically that stock is selfish self-centeredness. That we think is at the root of our trouble. You know, the problem we think arises out of ourselves. The problems that I was facing in my life were fucking all primarily caused by me. They were arising out of me. In a deep sense, out of my insecurities of the instincts. I have instincts in me that I didn't know about, that I learned over the years of working this program for sex relation, emotional material, security, and companionship. And through those instincts, I have built belief systems about myself, about you, and about the world. I have to let go of those old ideas. I have to let go of them completely or the result is nil in the growth and the healing of whatever the components are of the instincts that need healing. The thing about the healing of the instincts by doing this work is when I heal one root below the surface that I can't see that actually drives my fucking life, underneath the darkness in the base of where I can't see, that's what drives my life. I can think that I'm fucking making these decisions in my day-to-day -day life, but they're all driven by the instincts. I'm powerless over these things that are down there fucking running my life. But by doing the fourth column, I can finally fucking see my part, where I'm fucking wrong. You know, resolutely looking for my own mistakes, putting out of my mind entirely the wrong that you fucking done to me. And I love the word resolutely because it means in a in an admirably purposeful, determined and unwavering manner. I look for my own mistakes. So if you harmed me 20% and I harmed you 80%, 80% becomes my 100%. I don't look at your 20%. Or if I, you know, 
harms you 10%. I only look at my 10% and it becomes 100% that I look at. I don't fucking look at you at all in any of the work we do. Because if I do, then I have a scapegoat and I can rationalize and justify fucking anything in my life. So as I kind of worked through that first set of steps in the resentments, I got a lot of relief and I got to see the causes and conditions and you know, I had to find these damaged and unsaleable goods that I was trading and try to discard them promptly without regret. And if I'm to fucking be successful, like the book says, I can't fool myself and bullshit myself about the values of these damaged and unsaleable goods. And a lot of these damaged and unsaleable goods, they didn't reveal themselves till years in. Because I can easily mask my bullshit with self-pity and, and fucking... Uh, uh, martyrdom and fucking like the self-pity ones I can easily mask like a lot of shit with those defects of character they're the hardest ones to fucking spot but over the years of doing continual inventory primarily step 10 that's where I learn how to do a step 10 is I learn it through the four ongoing fours typically all the time and when I did my step five I was able to fucking voice this shit and when I would try to rationalize and justify, my sponsor was there to say, uh-uh, that's fucking your shit, bro. This is what you're doing. You're a fucking mind and emotional blackmailer and manipulator. And you fucking try to draw people into your fucking shit. And then you blame them. But you stepped on the toes of them, man. They retaliated and you think you did fucking nothing, but here's what you did. Fuck yeah, I fucking manipulated them with my own self-pity. And here I am thinking I'm the fucking victim. Fuck, like it's so cunning. The substance is not cunning. Fucking self is cunning. And there's no way of getting rid of self without fucking God's aid. You know, I can wish to be moral, like I did. I can wish to be philosophically comforted, like I wanted to. I wanted spirituality of some sort. I wanted to be loving. And I could will these things with all of my might. But as marshaled by the will, marshaled as in martial law, I can't marshal myself better. I had to have God's help because I will fail and I fail utterly. And I will continue to hurt people with the best of intention. I lived my life with the best of intention in everything I did. The problem was I was in collision with something or somebody always. But really, by working this program, I've learned that I was never in collision with somebody else. I was in collision with myself, man. Constantly. Every time I tried to avoid conflict with you, I never avoided conflict with you. I fucking had conflict within myself. Every time I did have conflict with you, I had more conflict within myself. Because I'm designed with a fucking GPS system called God's pointer system and it's my heart. And when I dishonor what that is, I fucking create shame within myself. Shame definition is dishonoring one's own consciousness. I constantly dishonored my own fucking self. I didn't really want to punch you out. I didn't really want to call you a motherfucker. I didn't really want to use that fucking chick. I didn't really want to fucking rip that guy off. In my heart, I didn't. But everyone else is doing that shit. I can easily justify and rationalize anything because everyone else is fucking doing it. The thing about this fucking program, it goes counter to the culture we live in. It's a fucking lonely road sometimes because some of the things that you think are right, that's why I always say, 
We, I want to get rid of the things that I know are bad. They block me from God. These judgments and belief systems. But what about the ones that I think are good for me? They're just as debilitating to my fucking life and connection to God as the ones that I think are bad. I've just based a belief system in my being that they're fucking good. The book talks about logic. It's great stuff. We like it. Examine the evidence of our senses using reasonable approach and interpretation. It's great stuff. I can do that. But the thing is, is when I use the five senses to interpret what's fucking right and wrong, I fucking dishonor myself a lot of the time. So through the process of the 10 and I work that fucking step over and over and over in any given moment. But I got to work it like a step six. Any person capable enough willingness and honesty to try repeatedly step six on all his faults without reservation has indeed come a long way spiritually. I get the girl closer to God. And I get to separate myself from fucking my self-determined objective and my need for relief and the perfect objective where I work with love and God. But that's fucking hard because what am I giving up? I don't always get what I want. I often will not get what I want. Step three says, are these not the things that he wants? That's what I'm trying to fucking relinquish. Through that, I fucking build character. Through that, I fucking heal. Through that, I fucking become self-supporting. Tradition seven, through my own contributions, declining outside contributions. I don't need you to fucking validate me. I don't need the woman to make me who I am. I don't need the money to make me who I am. I don't need any of that shit anymore to make me who I am. And when I burnt my life down nine years ago and I was left in the rubble of what my life was, there was no one around except my family, but everyone else was gone because I had nothing. And I looked at myself in the mirror and go, who the fuck are you now? I was nobody. Because I was identified myself with everything that I had and what people thought of me. Today I can fall down on my face and I get picked up by God-centered 12-step people. And I'm okay with who I am today. And I don't even have fucking half the shit I used to have. But I had to lose everything outside of me to find everything in inside of me. And I was willing and honest to try repeatedly step six on all my faults without reservation. And then without reservation is the hard part. That's where it comes in in step 10. Because there's always a reservation. What am I going to lose? What am I not going to get? How am I going to look? Today it's without reservation most of the time. And I just act in that love and I surrender and I fucking let God fucking run the show. And the importance of meetings for me is I come here to fucking... The most important person in the room to me is not the newcomer. It's the person who's fucking been here and thinks they're staying sober with doing no work. Or they've done a set of steps and think that they're fucking on their way. Typically, they're on their way to a relapse. Fucking carrying the message of really what's going on here, what the program is, what's in the book. How are you going to be willing and honest to try repeatedly to relinquish these things over and over and over so you can build character, so you can unblock yourself, so you can have a no more theoretical conception of God, you're walking with your creator hand in hand. Because that's the, go- that's the gold. That's where the God dope is, right? That's where fucking no more thought of fucking dope or booze or using people is. And that's where we find the love and tolerance of our code. But for me, it had to start with hate and tolerate. And today, you know, like it says in the book, uh, in step 10, if we have followed directions carefully, we have felt the flow of his spirit into us. To some extent, we have become God-conscious. We have begun to develop this vital sixth sense. 
Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him, God, who has all knowledge and power. That's where I get it. The knowledge and the power, I don't make sense. I don't make decisions out of logic and common sense. Common sense has thus become uncommon sense. Fucking exact opposite of how I lived my whole life. Everything important that I learned in my life, I learned here. I learned out of the big book. All the other shit I learned out there can come in handy, but the shit that really matters, I learned here. And I continue to come here, and I continue to come to meetings, I continue to help people, and I continue to see what I don't want and what I do want. And I continue to get the God dope, and I continue to meet people all the time. I fucking love meetings. I love the program. I love the 12 steps. I love my life. I love my fucking family. My life's fucking great today. And it has nothing to do with fucking anything else other than what I learned here. So thanks for asking me to share. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the UDR cast. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. The viewpoints and the opinions expressed today were solely of the individual sharing them. If you resonated with this episode, please follow us and share this link with anyone that may benefit from it. Please visit us at billward.life to see everything that we have going on. We can recover, one person, one family, one community at a time.